0: Hey, I'm Jeff Smith.
1: And I'm Ashley Fitzsimmons from OIA. Welcome to A Genius, OIA's podcast.
0: Where we roundtable discussion with thought-leading agents some of the best practices and technology solutions agents are using to grow their business and compete in the modern insurance marketplace. Thank you all again for joining us this week um, with another agency technology roundtable discussion with our um, thought leading agents who are going to dive in today on data analytics so again to kind of tee up um who we've got and um what we're doing uh with this group we have technology thought leaders in the in the independent agent community from across the great state of ohio who are joining us so um we are um Here's our team of folks who are joining us today, and it's a mix. Um, every week we kinda, or every month I should say, we kinda have a different group who are, who are in with us, but um, a core group always. So this week we've got um, Cindy Lane from uh, Lewis Clark Agency in Newark, uh, Jonathan Theaters out of uh, Risk Source down in Southwestern Ohio and also in uh, Tennessee, um, and Brent Soller from uh, the Columbus area, and then Al Thomas also um, out of the Columbus area. Um, so we appreciate you guys' time, your engagement, and then myself, um, Jason Walker, who's our consultant with Agency Insure Tech, um, is with us as well. And Carrie Wallace is going to be um, engaged in this conversation because it's on data analytics. And Carrie lives, eats, and breathes data analytics, business intelligence, and turning actionable insights um, or, or insights into action for agents. So. With that, we're gonna jump in and dive right into um, this conversation. And so what we wanna to cover today, folks, is um, from a data analytics perspective, what's your approach, How are, what are your expectations, what's your structure, um, what are you doing today um, and, and and what technology solutions are you using on a data analytics business intelligence side of your business? So um, with that we got always have a couple of starter questions and um, What we'd love to do is kind of run through a roundtable and, and talk a little bit about um, What agencies are currently measuring so um, Brent why don't you um, why don't you get us started and the, the beauty of the fun of this is um, our agents uh, never necessarily know what order we're gonna go in but we will we'll go um, we'll go um, you know Brent to Al to Cindy to uh, to Jonathan and then we'll come back again um, as we dive deeper into some of the questions and then Carrie and Jason and myself will kind of interject and engage um, on this question but uh, Brent you get us started um, what are you using because uh, I guess the, the, the thing we really want to get out of this is data analytics, business intelligence, it's the new buzz phrase in business. And it's not really the new, it's almost um, now, you know, I feel like it may be midlife. Um, it, it certainly was a few years ago, but it is it is the hot thing that everyone is investing in. Um, we as a business are investing in it and others are, and we'll talk more about that. But let's tee up this conversation with our agent um, thought leaders to get it started. So Brent, why don't you jump in what are you currently measuring? Um, and then what solutions, what tools are you using to measure um, your performance in your agency?
2: Yeah, sure, I'm happy to, to kick things off. So um, of what we are currently measuring, um, we're looking, not surprisingly, first of all, above, above all else on revenue. Um, but we break that down a number of ways. So we'll look at it by revenue by client revenue, um, per policy um, also revenue by carrier so that's sort of a carrier concentration Um, and by carrier concentration we also look at sort of direct written premium and the growth we're seeing with each carrier which i know our carriers sometimes um, find helpful because it gives an indication of how competitive they are in the marketplace Um, we also look at policies by client Um, not only the number of policies but what type of policy um, so for instance, you know, we're a sort of full service line insurance agency. So we will look not only at, you know, let's see if they have a home, their auto, their business, um, but what life, disability, health, uh, policies we have with them, which gives us obviously some insight into available uh, cross-sell opportunities. Um, and we look at also this sort of this, all the same information, oh, and, uh, forgot about retention. Retention's a big one, obviously. We, look, we track retention across all of our products. But we um, also look at all of these, you know, revenue, number of policies, number of clients by our support staff, so by our CSRs. So that gives us a little indication of uh, our workload and what's going on. And we also look at the number of contacts we make with each of those clients, so number of contacts, especially by CSR um, or CSA, however you want to call it, or account manager that that we um, utilize. So those, uh, I think those are all off the top of my head, those are what we are looking for um, across the board. Oh, and then I would say that's sort of, I would say, our internal metrics. Uh, We also look at client satisfaction. and so uh, we're using our Net Promoter Score um, surveys to try to glean client satisfaction as an agency um, over time and by staff member, so by support team member. Um, so you know, what what tools we want and actually before I get into tools, one thing I think I've. I started my career sort of in large data analysis as an econometrician and one of the things that I have found challenging I think might be helpful for any agents out there that are listening as they start to dive into analytics. One of the things that we've found here, which can be a challenge, especially for an older agency like ours, which has been around since the 50s, is sort of the integrity of the data. So any time you're going to use this data, um, it has to have good integrity, so it has to be sort of consistently measured over time, it has to be clean of errors, so literally just typographical errors. But the consistency of format also has to has to be there. So, you know, if I give you an example: um, telephone number. Let's pick just telephone number um, as an easy example. You know, we you can put the area code in a parenthetical, or you know, a dash, or a period, or no space, and all of those can really mess up your data analysis if they're not entered the same way. And so a lot of the work we've been doing is just getting that integrity back into the data. And you have to make sure, first of all, it's even in the right field. You know, you can't put the telephone number in the email field and and your CRM or whatever you're tracking here. So um, that's important. And so what we've been using mostly is our agency management system. So we use in our office Hawksoft, um, and they have a pretty robust report system. They have sort of an automated report system they call agency intelligence, and they also have um, another one which they – just you can just run sort of ad hoc reports, um, and then for our Net Promoter Score, we we partnered with uh, Rocket Referrals. So hope that. Is a robust enough answer, but if you have any questions, let me know.
3: Hey Brent, this is Carrie. So I know we've talked um, a little bit, and you touched on something um, pretty significant, and that's about having the data mm-hmm. integrity. Tell me how you um, how you manage that within your agency, because um, you know I I talk to a ton of agents, and you know many times all of the things that you just listed they do not have at their fingertips. And I think many times it's because either they're not tracking it, they're not tracking it consistently, or the AMS system, they, they don't know how to get it out easily. Can you talk to um, the ease of getting the information and what you've done in order to create consistency?
2: Yeah. So the ease, I mean, once the data is consistent, um, it's pretty easy to to pull it out uh, if you have the right tools. I mean, even if you're using an Excel spreadsheet, it's pretty easy to manipulate large data sets um, as long as the data is consistent. That's been our biggest challenge. We've used a number of agency management systems over the years. We have clients that go back to the 70s, um, some even maybe even the late 60s that we've had uh, consistently. And so We've, you know, you run into things um, uh, like even when you're talking about revenue numbers, or, or in Hawksoft, for instance, there are two fields. There's a quoted field and there's a current, um, a current premium field. And if that's not updated automatically and nobody updates it, you're looking at old data. And so, to get to how do we get a, you know, integrity, one, we had to make it a priority and set up projects to go back and fix the old data. And then we're setting in and I would say this is an ongoing process for for us. Um, we are setting up processes so that anytime a client is touched, uh, we can look and make sure that the fields are correctly entered. Um, and and it, and it does it becomes cumbersome because you know some of our service providers that we link to say, oh, you can't use any leading zeros in uh, something, or some say we need one leading zero or something. So you have to create a processy process um, and follow the process over time, so we're creating checklists, and then uh, backup checking, so let, let, to give you an example, if we enter a new client, we have a number of fields we want entered properly, so I we'll have a checklist that's gonna be checked, and then someone else is going to, after the CSA enters that, someone else is going to step in and double check that work, so not it's not very exciting or glamorous work, but it's just something that has to be done, otherwise basically the information is useless from an analytic standpoint.
3: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge, without question.
0: So what's, Brent, what's your frequency? Before we go to Al, what's your frequency of looking at this information?
2: Um, Well, sort of every week I look at a number of these things like uh, retention, and we look at policies we've lost and gained. Um, Generally, we're looking at, I mean, sort of it's a lot to look at frequently. So, when we're looking at more of the revenue numbers or carrier concentration, like carrier concentration, we're looking at annually. Um, But uh, as far as um, cross-sell opportunities, we try to do that annually by client, if that makes sense. So, that data is always to be up to date so we can reach out to a client upon their renewal and try to continue that process um, by offering, making sure they're fully covered. Um, but the uh, otherwise, we're, we sit down to sort of look at general revenue numbers, etc., uh, quarterly. So I'd love to be able to do it monthly, but honestly, just from a work standpoint, I think most agents will understand this, um, it just becomes too cumbersome to try to do every month.
0: Yeah. So, um, Al, you know, Brent's talking about, um, you know, the complexity, particularly of data integrity and the breadth of, you know, all the fields he looks at to manage his business. He's a a family-owned business, nine employees, right, Brent? That's right, yep. Yeah, nine employees, single location. So, Al, you're the you're the president of a, of a group that um, I believe you guys have eight locations across the state of Ohio, um, and and somewhere between 50 and 60 employees. And so, um, you know, you're managing a little bit of a of a different operation, which. Um, you know the beauty of this conversation is I think it touches all agency um, You know all agency demographics um, stripes and sizes and and um, approaches so Al tell us a little bit about what you're doing um, to You know to lead and to manage the data analytics business intelligence efforts at Wicker Insurance um, You know what you're measuring and then uh,
4: what tools you're using? Absolutely. So uh, rather than duplicate uh, what Brent just went through, we do a lot of the same things. We're on AMS 360. So it's got a pretty robust reporting platform uh, that we utilize. uh, And, you know, we are measuring all the same uh, comparable things uh, as previously discussed. So not to duplicate that. Some of the things that you know, to, I, I guess, to uh, broaden on is the the big challenge for us and having multiple offices is, is making sure in addition to the data integrity and the past data integrity, but it's also what's going in. And when you have different offices and making sure that things are going in, uh, what we do is we, we have a, an audit process that we do quarterly uh, to make sure that one, we're uh, our teams are maintaining the agency standards, but a big component of that is making sure everything's getting coded, uh, coded properly from new business to renewal business to um, we're capturing the the data and information that we want to. Um, and we're also, you know, from an E&O perspective, we're, we're checking on the, on our standards there. So that helps us when you're, you have multiple offices like we do uh, that, audit process that's tied to your performance appraisal and whatnot, that helps us maintain our data integrity moving forward. Um, so we've been doing that, I think, the better part of two, three years, and you can definitely see an improvement across the board. One of the other things uh, that we also measure is we're looking at our, at um, uh, how our clients or our prospects are engaging with us, uh, both from a web perspective and also from a sales uh, perspective. So we're, we've been using HubSpot a little over a year now. Now, uh, so we're able to, one, have a completely transparent sales process so we know exactly what our pipeline is. We know the activities of our producers and what they're doing. And uh, w- within that, if we have the the uh, prospect uh, data or that, that prospect um, uh, email address or they're in the system we can also see how the clients are engaging with us Uh, so that's important and we also go through and measure how you know we're looking at it from a uh, call the pipeline from a web perspective of of, okay how many people are searching for us how many people are clicking through Um, what's that leading to so we look at that that web pipeline uh, in addition to the to the standard sales pipeline
0: Okay. Um, and so what about you, Like, What's your, um, it it sounds like you've got some pretty strict data integrity standards in place where you're doing quarterly audits. How frequently are you looking at all of this information? Like, are you compiling it on a week, quarter, month? Like what's your, what's your basis for review? Uh,
4: from all the sales perspective, we, I, I look at that weekly and monthly. Um, uh, we have regular meetings where we're going over uh, pipelines. That's on a monthly basis. Uh, from a financial performance uh, perspective, uh, what I would say is that's mostly on a monthly basis uh, that we're taking a look at our performance. And then, very similar to what was discussed earlier, when you start talking about uh, carriers, you know, that's on a you know semiannual, annual basis. Um, of how we're performing, growth, uh, shrinkage, things of that nature. One other thing uh, I want to bring up that we do measure is we do use some service centers. So we measure... Uh, from a, from a uh, performance perspective, we very closely measure the, the service center performance against our performance um, when it comes to retention and their engagement, just because we don't want, um, if there starts to be a hiccup there where one's outperforming the other or not performing to the same levels, that you know, we can take the appropriate actions or have the appropriate discussions. One other thing and kind of where you were going, uh, I believe where you're going. So we use a mix of when you talk about reporting, it's AMS 360, uh, HubSpot has a pretty uh, robust reporting profile. And what I would tell you is one of the other things that we'll do is we'll pull the data directly out of our agency management system and really dig into it with pivot tables um, to, to you know get very granular, very quickly.
3: So, I, um, I'm glad you said that because the next question I was going to ask was, are these readily available or is there someone within your agency where their role is to generate these reports so you can um, monitor on a regular basis and if so, what what amount of time do you think it takes in order to generate and, and grab these insights?
4: Oh that is, so to answer your first question, the reports are readily available, um, and the, the flexibility of, of AMS 360 is, uh, it, it really, their reporting software structure lets you slice and dice uh, 14 different ways. Probably the, the most... Uh, the longest wait that you'll have or the most time it takes is waiting for the report to actually uh, um, uh, calculate, for lack of a better term. The challenge behind them is is oftentimes they're coming out in PDF uh, hard copy form, so it's, it's difficult to dig into the data. Um, so in, in our financial team, uh, we we'll usually prepare those on a monthly basis, our accounting team, but everybody has access to them. Uh, from a, from a principal perspective. So you can run your own reports. If you have a question at an office, you can really dig into it. Uh, it does get a little bit more in depth when you're, you get into the, the pivot tables and the Excel worksheets, just from the perspective of you got to know what you're looking for necessarily, what kind of data you want to pull out. And then you got to have the comfort level with Excel to be able to pull that together. Um, But that's only a couple of people who will do that. Either our our finance team or uh, myself or operations lead who will pull that data together uh, to get some insight behind it. So you know, I wouldn't consider it to be a ton of time, but you know, it's still an investment of of our time. So a couple hours a a month or a week when you're you know when you're looking at billings or things of that nature, uh, there's definitely an investment of time.
3: Is there any um, insight that your team over time has has really thought about and and said, you know, we wish we had this, but it's so difficult to get to it that we don't have these insights? Has that has that come up?
4: Absolutely. So I think the biggest um, challenge that exists uh, when you're looking at the agency the reports coming out of the agency management system um, are the flexibility to do comparisons. At the end of the day, it, you know, it's not that difficult to turn this into a relational database via data box or something else to really pull that data, all of your data together. And right now, it's not as flexible as it should be, in my opinion. And and there are uh, Vertifor, for example, is coming up with, you know, looking at some solutions, but like everything else in the in, uh, the agency management world, you know, it's an additional cost. Um, and we just haven't seen the benefit of it yet. Uh, the cost benefit of it yet to do it, but that would see the, in my opinion, is the biggest gap of, it, it would be nice to have that, tied in so you can really go through and not just look at two years. You can look at a, you know, a a consistent history, like four or five years of time, or really dig into the data without having to, you know, change the parameters of a report, and it produces a new PDF.
3: Right, so meaning you can't get um, trend-type data across all of your data set. That requires a ton of um, energy and also a perspective on what What's the industry standard, even in this or in this space? Correct. I mean, I, I think that's-
4: hundred percent. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, that's super helpful. So, all right, Al, um, all all good stuff. Cindy, um, jump in here with us. So, we're gonna go back to the family agency, single location. Um, I believe I want to say uh, four employees, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, in Newark and you've been there for around 40 years Um, so tell me um, what are you guys measuring and what does that experience look like because I got to think it's probably different than both Brent and Al so um, what are the key metrics that you're measuring on a daily weekly monthly quarterly and annual basis and then what tools are you using
1: So I I was going to ask you, you could maybe just turn the recording off for just a few minutes. So, I I really would love for you to do that, so that I could be able to talk candidly. But I will go ahead and say there's nothing, absolutely nothing that I could add to what these gentlemen have um, told you that they're tracking and the way that they track their their items. Uh, We are uh, we are set up a little bit different. I'm almost feeling. Um, And again, this is probably where I would like for you to turn that recording off because I know that there's agencies out there that are actually doing exactly... No, no, no. And I'm just saying, you know, there are agencies out there. It's almost like when I go to one of these big meetings, and you've got, um, you know, 6,000 agents or 5,000 agents, and you hear of all the innovation and all the things that they're doing. If you're not doing all those things, it can almost become overwhelming. And then you have to try to figure out, okay, which path do I take? Which lane am I going to stay in right now to To be innovative and to be able to know exactly where you know my agency is headed. So we are uh, again family-owned agency. There's only two producers in the agency, um, much smaller than uh, what the two gentlemen on the online have talked about. But I think that what we do, and and again, some of the things that I'm doing is exactly the things that they're doing. We're using partner platform, um, which we're able to pull the retention the new business the cancellations um when we talk about pipelines when you're when you only have two producers and i want to giggle i'm trying not to laugh right now when you have two producers that are in the agency when it comes to the pipeline and what's in the pipeline and you know who's selling what we're looking at more of what our quoting ratio is what are we winning um one of the things that And maybe you guys don't lose business ever, but we do win backs, you know, so that's one of the things that we're actually just getting ready to start doing. If I've had a good client and I've lost them because of price, not service, I may go back after that client. And that's something that we're actually implementing right now into our management system. Um, Gosh, touch points. I know you guys talked on that as well. We're big into customer service. We're big into cross-selling. And again, we're doing all that through the management system. Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to giggle right now. I just feel like, wow, I don't think <laughs> I'm not sure what I could actually bring to the table on this one.
0: You know, and I'll just say, Cindy, you're you're being very humble right now. And I, we, all, we all appreciate that modesty. But um, in our our conversations, well, a couple things. One, you your agency reflects um, about 60 percent. Um, I don't want to say 80 because 80 percent is family owned. Um, about $750,000 in annual revenue. Um, and when you, when you throw it all together, so there's a, that 20% is gonna be larger than, um, you know, the family owned five employees or smaller and you, your agency sits in that demographic. So don't, don't sure. for a second feel like you're on an island cause you're by no means, but you're right. I mean, it can feel a little bit intimidating when you're, when you're taught, when you're at big conferences or when you're talking about things where you know, you follow someone who's got, you know, eight locations and 60 employees, it can sound a bit like, wow, they're really advanced. And and they are in many ways. But I'll also say that the conversations we've had about your technology um, stack and and your strategy and your efforts around that, I think are as sophisticated as anyone's in the business right now. Um, So again, I think you're being very modest and humble in your approach to what you're, you know, maybe monitoring, it just, um, you're monitoring it, but probably using different tools. So um, I know, Carrie, it sounds like you had something to jump in with.
3: Yeah, I would just tell you, you know, I spend a, a lot of time with agents, and I'm I'm asking for data for multiple reasons. But one of the one of the main reasons I'm asking an agent for data is to do evaluation of their agency, and I can't tell you the number of times that agents have difficulty getting to some simple. Um, what I would I view as possibly simple insights, um, but because of the limitations of the systems that they're using, or the fact that they do not have the same um, structure as you all are, are describing, or resources, they have difficulty generating things like their top five carriers, what their revenue is with each of those, um, you know, what their product mix is, and how that split goes across their carriers. There are some there are some things that You know, the average agent has challenges with. And I think it's really insightful to hear what you all are doing. I mean, there's a reason you're on this council. You're obviously incredibly interested in in what we're doing, but in no way are what you're talking about easy things um, using the tools that are out there. So, um, you know, I think that I think it's interesting and also you guys are the exception there are there are many more agents out there that are listening saying we can't even get to these things or we don't know how to use our systems in a way in order to generate them for us
1: you know i'm just going to pipe in real quick again i think if we if i our agency represents even 50 percent of the agencies that are out there i think one of the best things that um OIA could do for those agents or uh, to be able to say, hey, look, you know, you got to start someplace. I think that's that's where I'm coming from right now. When I purchased the agency from my parents 10 years ago, one of the things when I walked in, there wasn't a management system. You know, uh, we didn't have a website. We didn't have, I mean, for me to look at my dad and, and talk to him about data, he would have laughed. You know, I mean, it just, it wasn't, it was one of those good old boys. We started in the back of a little group grocery store in 1966 and all they wanted to do was just make a living you know so when you talk to him about uh data it, he would have just said what why are you making this so hard cindy lane and i understand that everything has changed i understand that these numbers are extremely important and and but there are so many agencies out there that just they don't even know where to start and you know i think i was even right there two three years ago without going to some of these oh wow we've got some of information from people like the guys that spoke earlier that are able to help those maybe not even smaller agencies, just agencies that don't know how to implement this stuff. Yeah,
3: I would tell you that that's, that's one of the core areas that OIA is investing in. It's, um, you know, Intel Agents is an, a data analytics company that was born out of OIA. It's now led by um, seven independent or seven, seven state associations across the country. It's in 14 states. And our main focus is to help independent agents leverage data within their agencies. So we have a benchmarking tool that... What we're building now is actually a dashboard and an insights report that really gets to what are the key performance indicators that every agency should be focused on and how do they compare to agencies of like size in your region, across your state, so you can have a gut check to say, you know, I know my own performance, but how does it compare to others that are look and feel just like me? So I couldn't agree with you more. It's the space that we can help um, agents that may or may not have the resources get access to these data insights in a um, in a really economical way. You know, some are price- marketplace by using their own AMS systems you know I know there's great analytics that are part of certain um, certain tools that are out there but some agencies will never be able to to make that kind of investment so thank you for saying that that's actually one of the reasons we're having this conversation um, as well as one of the main focuses of my team
0: thank you so all right Jonathan time for you to jump in. Um, you have multiple locations, multiple states, um, but established family agency for a long time. Uh, you know, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? What are you, uh, what are you measuring? In addition to what we've already heard, I, you know, I love the three answers so far. We've got a little bit, uh, we got we got core information around revenue and, and some of the most meaningful metrics that probably most, if not all agencies are measuring and we've ex- expanded on it, expanded on it, expanded on it. And so. Jonathan, jump in here. Um, share with us kind of what you're doing and what tools you're using.
5: Sure. Um, so what we're focused make primarily in four or five different areas. One, um, um, focusing a lot of time on retention. You know, are we retaining our clients? Um, and really in three main buckets: uh, money, client count, policy count. Um, and then by breaking it down into business unit, um, we can look at service center success. Um, you know, small book of business, large book of business, and try to look for any existing trends. Um, We do track um, uh, a 12-month rolling average of book of business and revenue. Um, That's always been one of our biggest challenges and one of things i pushed so hard for here was it seemed like we were always a snapshot behind and so really looking at how is the book look on a rolling 12 um um, is was really important so we can kind of say okay well we knew where we were at year end um and we know what we're anticipating maybe growth for this year but where are we um literally on a 12 month rolling basis um and then um we we have just started in the last three months Uh, and the initial reports are actually pretty good um, um, from an insurer and insurer summary of how we're doing on our marketing so we've had a couple efforts to with some newer carriers of ours to make sure we're giving opportunities to them Um, and so using the um, data tool to be able to understand effectiveness. So if selective is new and um, our gut feeling is, is that they're really hitting some home runs from a new business standpoint with us, but how does that really look toward the the efforts that are in there and, and how do we actually, put data behind that success versus just the gut feel, which is what I think we lived on for so, so long. And then the, probably the biggest um, effort um, and transformative change um, that is is really looking at employee productivity. Uh, so, um, and I'll give you a couple examples, the tool that we're using today, um, which is um flawed and um, that you have to really work it to, it, it should be to, to me data data I mean if the data is good that's in, the data should you know you should have very highly reliable re- um, reports, but through applied Epic, we've been using a data analytics tool. Um, it is very insightful um, but I, it needs a lot of work uh, so we actually just contracted with um, an outside the industry. Data firm to kind of look and say, how do we get this consistent, but also do we need to build just our own, you know, dashboard that's outside that we can adapt it to what we want to see versus what applied thing we want to see. Um, But with regard to employee productivity, I'll give you a great example that was quite transformative. Um, was um, just on uh, employee workload. Uh, so there's uh, really looking at the transactions, the interactions, the the different pieces, what everybody's touching. Um, and what we ended up coming up with was um, um, taking – when you streamline activity codes, we were able to say, okay, what are we really um, – doing a lot of. And so for instance, um, which just came as no real surprise, but it was kind of amazing. The amount of activities that were there was around change change changes were actually our largest segment by far. And so what we said was, okay, if that's it, let's, let's really look at that workflow and see what can we streamline, um, look at differently, because if we can alleviate this, it could have great impact. Well, we ended up, what we ended up doing, was simplifying the, the change process and automating a lot of that. But also we realized that um, we needed some outside help. So we contracted with Marblebox, which is like Resource Pro. It's another outsource to do the behind-the-scenes, not the client-facing work, but behind-the-scenes change management. And to give you a perspective, we just started um, February 1. But um, they, there's been a 20% gain in employee oper- um, um Productivity um, by just shifting the change activities and one other activity on the renewal process to an outside firm that's forty hours a week. So it's been um, it's been kind of a game changer. Everybody feels a lot less pressure because this, the mundane, the stuff that does that matters to the transaction of the insurance, but doesn't matter to the client because all they want is it done. Um, has been really an eye opener and a and a great way for us to then focus more on. Um, um, client-facing information and uh, being a little more proactive than always. Um, and then the one cool thing that um, Applied Epic does through their data analytics tool, which I we really do love, um, is their uh, risk map. And what that will do is it will it will put everybody's address for our clients on the country map, which we obviously have highly concentrations in, in Ohio and for us Kentucky and. Um, In Tennessee, but the um, but when a storm rolls through, you can literally draw and say these counties were affected by hail. I want to populate um, any customer that has an address within this geographic area, um, and I want to send them a uh, you know text message. You can do that from the system, or you can send them an email, whatever it may be. It just says, hey, I'm. um, I want to let you know we're here for you. If you experience any damage, here's your contact. you know, just trying to be proactive around where our customers are rather than sending a blast to everyone, trying to be a little more targeted and personal.
3: so, yeah, so today. to summarize the um, the change conversation that you were having, yep. uh, what I heard you say is you first needed to identify what was the volume that was causing maybe some inefficiency and then you've that you've now reallocated that work externally in order to create um some efficiency and some opportunity for your people to maybe focus somewhere else is that what i heard
5: yes yeah so it, like for instance um you know in the month of february we had 4186 change activities um, which is um, kind of crazy. Now that doesn't mean there was four four thousand one hundred changes. It could be multiple touch points within that that generate through that process. Um, um, and so the next, which was the renewal, was twenty seven hundred. So it was almost nearly double the amount of activity. So we just that was where we just said, okay, if that's the if that's a transaction, that okay, how many steps are in it? Okay, and I'm I'm making these numbers up because I wasn't. Um, but let's just say there's 12 steps to processing a change. Is there anything that we can do to take that from 12 to 11 to 10 to nine? You know, what's redundant, what's not necessary? What's something that we can automate because it happens all the time the same way, you know, and trying to reduce and simplify the process. And then and then what we decided was this almost 80% of the change can actually be processed by an outsourced um, um, company. And so we literally send a change, they process it overnight. It, it completely alleviates all that time off of our staff's time. Um, and it's consistent, which is really important. Um, and then they can focus on the delivery to the customer versus the actual middle components.
3: Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a perfect example of how data is driving action within an agency in order to increase the profitability or the opportunity, that's, that's that's 100%, you know, that, and also, you know, ma- monitoring and measuring what a service center um, relationship does is, is, is another example that I heard today where data is truly driving some decisions where agencies are able to, you know, manage their resources in a different way than maybe what they did, you know, five, 10 years ago. So those are perfect examples.
0: Yep, yeah. So Jonathan, um, you talked about applied ethics um, analytics um, tool. You've been using that. How, uh, how, how frequently are you looking at that information? Um, you know, how easy is it? Uh, does it dashboard? Well, I, I know it does. But um, like, again, are you, is that a daily, a weekly, a monthly activity for you? Like how, how often are you going in there as the business leader and reviewing this stuff?
5: Um, Some of the dashboards are daily. Um, So it gives me um, as the CEO kind of a high level overview of exactly where we are and where we stand, which I think is beneficial. Um, But monthly is where we're really diving in more just looking year over year um, month over month where things are going and trending um, our biggest opportunities if we lost business you know where they you know what was any decipherable reason so um, monthly is probably more but but some of them are daily and some of them are more frequent than that like when we you know we were monitoring the change when we were going through the change um, process that would have been something that was very project driven would have been for sure daily maybe multiple times a day trying to to look at that um, and I and I do like the applied s- systems platform um, the challenge is that it's it's somebody else's platform and so you're you're, you're to a degree in their box and there are some things that we would like to see visually different or, and, and that's been our biggest challenge. So, um, and, and probably my perpetual problem is, is the customization versus just kind of living with what it is and just being happy with, with that. I always push for maybe more than I probably should on those things. Um, does it really matter? I don't know, but that's, that's where we are today is it makes sense to just build something ourselves the way we want to see it, um, and can change things as we, learn because that's the one thing about data is once you learn about it, it does, you you do need to think through, is this important because you can run down a rabbit hole real quick and then realize, okay, I might've gained a bunch, but I don't really know what to do with it or I don't have any action behind it. So um, that's the danger part of data.
0: (laughs) It is. I I would tell you, um, you know, probably in our business, I, I don't think we're all that fearful yet. Um, that that we have, you know, the overwhelming majority of agencies on that side of the spectrum. Um, there is a ton of data out there, and it can feel overwhelming. But I'm not sure yet um, that most of the folks are probably at the level of sophistication of where you are in terms of analyzing it and reviewing it. Certainly, don't have the number of tools that you that you do at your disposal right now. So a lot to be gained from the independent agency yeah. system as a whole, but. Um, what we're gonna do is go back in reverse. So Jonathan, we're gonna stick with you with a couple more questions. And, um, you know, I guess the first one is, um, you know, what what don't you have access to that you would like to? Like what what's missing? Because you've got, you know, again you, what I liked about this conversation is it kept building. Um, we started and just kept adding, there was no redundancy really, and we just kept adding to it. And so you talked about a couple of tools and measures that Um, are pretty advanced to have true data analytics on. Um, And so what else is out there? Like, you know, not that, not those additional data points that are going to drown you, but what would be, what would be an additional effective tool or insight that could help you run a more profitable, efficient um, business?
5: Yeah, I think one thing in particular, um, which is, Right now, um, and one of the reasons why I kind of like this, bringing in this firm that's completely outside, they've they've never worked with an insurance agency carrier or anybody before, um, which is a little nerve-wracking, but at the same time, the reason why we did that is I was really trying to not have the box that a lot of people put in, but have some fresh eyes. And one of the things, based on the other projects that they've worked with some fairly substantial companies, is is they believe um, that they can actually... Um, with a high degree of effect, to tell you um, before somebody leaves that they're looking to possibly leave, um, that there's enough credible data in the system based upon lost business, that there's some leading indicators um, that actually the data itself, which we're not mining today, could actually bring light the potential problems. To me, that would be an ultimate goldmine. Now, we, you know, we've had Ninety-five to ninety-seven percent client retention. So, um, you know, I'm not complaining where we've been, um, but that could change tomorrow. I mean, market conditions are dynamic, and and only reason why our business has been successful and continues to grow is because our retention has been above industry norm. And um, and that, um, you know, without a substantial increase in new business, you know, outside produ- production to drive additional um, you know, if we were at eighty-nine or ninety percent, we'd be we'd be flapping, going backwards every year. And so, um, so to me, that would be a, a gold mine to be able to determine, hey, these potential fifty people may be vulnerable, and how then we can proactively manage that going forward. So, I'm intrigued we'll see I
3: think yeah I can I can tell you I think that that's the key for the agency of today and the agency of the future I think in many cases agents have thought you know I need to protect my protect my ex state and that's where my risk is in losing um, my clients but the reality is you know consumers are changing and they want people they want to do business with with the companies that anticipate their needs not necessarily are reactive to their needs. So you know 100% the agent of the future just like every other industry needs to be able to mine the data and anticipate the needs of um, their clients rather than be reactive. So they're 100% on the money and that is that is a focus of Intel agents as well. How can we? Mine the data in an agency management system, tell you what you already know about your clients, and then help you anticipate um, what kind of communication you should be giving to your clients to be where they're going, not where they are.
5: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. So Cindy, how about you? What 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 aren't you looking at right now that would be a really helpful, useful tool in your business? Obviously. I think Jonathan kind of just threw out in some ways for an independent agency the holy grail there. Like, you know, some type of predictability to um, understanding who may be vulnerable to leaving and then being able to target them versus targeting your entire book of business with the same pattern and practice or only targeting your, you know, your your most highly um, High-valued clients versus everyone else. So, um, Cindy, what what what's what's in your what's in your guys's um, you know need list uh, to to run your business more effectively from a data perspective?
1: I mean, I guess when I'm looking at things right now, we want to be you know, I don't want to be a reactor. You know, we want to know what those net promoter scores are. We want to be able to look at those things and. If we have a client, of course, my goal is to get to my clients and do those touch points and make their journey, their journey to the renewal process, um, one that lets them know that they're loved and they're important. And so I guess for us, just continuing to be able to work through our processes within our agency to be able to make that experience that customer experience um, unique and as individualized as it possibly can be when you're when you're trying to automate things so I guess that's where we're at right now okay
0: so customer experience and the journey um, trying to make that unique is um, I mean yeah certainly, there are tools out there that, that, that try to, that, that are effective in personalizing that, um, experience. And, um, Al, you guys, again, are, are, you know, a little more, um, uh, um, spread out across the state and across your marketplaces. You have some niches that are unique to this group, um, and a, in a 60 person team. So what's missing from your guys is, um, repertoire that would, um, you know, that would be a must have or a need have that, uh, that would make your business more effective?
4: Yeah, so I think uh, what I mentioned earlier, uh, Jeff, is just pulling it all together, having a, a simple place or an easy place, whether we develop it or something that can pull the data from the disparate systems into a single database, you, you, and we talked about it earlier. That has dashboards that you can quickly click, you know, click through to get get to the underlying data. That's the biggest—I won't say the biggest hurdle, but that's one of our hurdles. Now we can get access to the data, and we have it. It just takes time and effort. And it would be nice to have something that's you know refreshed on a regular basis. That's already set up in there uh, uh, to help guide and run the agency.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that's, I mean, you're not really looking for any more tools per se right now as much as the connectivity and the integration of everything into one space, which it, yep. again, probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, you know, that's the solve that that, that most everyone's looking for right now because, you know, every agency has a minimum, it feels like, of, you know, seven to ten um, technology solutions integrated within their, well, in their office, not necessarily integrated in any way. So, all right, integration of everything into one single view. Uh, Brent, how about you? Anything on your end in terms of um, data that you want access to in the immediacy that would make a big difference and immediate impact on your on your agency?
2: Yeah. Well. Um- Jonathan, Cindy, and Al just mentioned that the two big ones I actually wrote down, not using 20 reports, so um, being able to see it all in one place, sort of ease of use. Predictive analytics is huge if we could do that. But I think also um, with large data out there, and there's a lot of public data out there, what would really be helpful would sort of be using sort of uh, public data and somehow pulling it into our existing clients. So we're seeing it more and more on the quoting side where we can quote somebody and our carriers are just preloading a lot of public data. Um, but if we could track and actually some of our carriers are starting to feed us a little bit of public data. So they might tell us when a client has purchased something that is not insured uh, with us. So, you know, to give you Sort of a, an easy example would be combing uh, birth records um, for our client data, or for our clients, and seeing if one of our clients has a, a child. We could reach out to them uh, to offer them maybe more life insurance or make sure their health insurance has been updated. You know, ultimately, the game is about retaining the clients and adding new clients and to do that, we have to add value, right? So um, to be able to add the best value, to be the best risk advisors, we, the more information we can have to help our clients, the better. And so that's where I, I see some of this uh, public data marrying up with our existing client data. If we could do that, that would be a sort of a game changer, in my opinion.
0: Good deal. Um, all right, Kerry, uh, anything to close? Jason, anything from you on data analytics from what we've heard um, today? We're going to we got one last closing question um, on, on on our upcoming topics, but uh, before we do that, anything more? We want to share any insights on the on the data conversation.
3: I would just say that I think that you know it's incredibly encouraging to hear. Um, the the thought around data and the the effort around data, you know, the fact that we're talking about predictive analytics in the independent insurance space is exactly where we need to be. And um, you know, I'm I'm incredibly excited in order to um, bring some serious tools that um, many agents may or may not have access to or be thinking like this. So you guys are incredible thought leaders, and it's been it's been awesome to have this conversation.
0: No, yeah, I think this is more of your guys' wheelhouse. Yeah. So yeah. I'm learning a bit today. Yeah. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> so, all right, um, we last time we had a couple of um, tech vendors on the on the call on the roundtable with us talking about um, commercial rating platforms. Um, first thing, any feedback from that? I know not everyone could participate, but um, it was a little different format for us. We had you know, previously brought the topics in front of you. That time we put a couple on live and we're, you know, contemplating doing it again, but any, any quick initial feedback on that? Is that helpful? Is it too much of a demo? Like what, what any, any quick reactions?
2: This is Brent. I I did not think it was too much of a demo, uh, especially in that space where there are not a lot of competitors. It would be tough to do that, let's say, on the PL rating side of things because there are so many different providers. Um, But that's the CL rating uh, world is pretty new. And so it was nice to see, um, to be honest, uh, I don't know if other agents are like this, but I'm overwhelmed sometimes with companies trying to do demos. So to sort of get them all in one, quick call was uh, time-saving is on my end.
0: Okay, perfect, good deal. Any any other thoughts? If not, um, what, we, what we're looking at um, is, again, trying to keep with this format of bringing um, technology solutions to this group to get feedback and engagement and insight on and so um, we've come up with a list. We've uh, renewal policy checking. Um, there's a few companies out there now that are that are comb- that have um, automated tools to comb policies to ensure that you've got all the coverages needed, or at least in in that um, you know algorithm and formula that coverage is needed. Um, digital marketing. We have talked about that a little bit, but certainly you know it's always a conversation worth revisiting or going into some more specialized areas. PL rating, Brent, you just mentioned that, chat, um, you know, some live chat features, um, marketing automation, communication, e-forms, mobile apps, and text message marketing. Um, That's kind of a laundry list of things that we're, um, you know, we've got on our agenda that we had set out before. Any of those to to this group that jump out right away that um, you wanna put in the mix for next uh, conversation. We certainly could prioritize those. If not, we'll kind of, We'll go, um, you know, we'll go and seek out, we'll, we'll seek these out in terms of, um, you know, prioritizing them. But any any thoughts, any closing thoughts on that?
5: Uh, this is Jonathan. I think uh, marketing automation and communication would be um, it would be a great one, uh, which exactly. couples in with digital digital marketing as well. I think could be almost tied together in a in a way.
0: All right, perfect. Um, Cindy Brent, or Al, anything different, or um, let's we can stay focused on the marketing side of things. On
4: the on the. Jeff, the, yeah, the chat functionality would be interesting to dive into. Okay. Chat.
0: Um, okay.
1: Brenner, Cindy, anything from your guys' side? Yeah, yeah I'm looking at the. list. Oh, sorry. This is Cindy. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
2: No, go ahead, Cindy.
1: Okay. I I looked at the list earlier this morning, and I think it's all really interesting. So I don't have one in particular in any particular order.
2: This this is Brent. When I made my list, marketing, communication, automation was my number one um, as well. I followed that up with PL rating um, only because, I don't know, I I feel our PL raters aren't perfect, and I, I don't know what else is necessarily out there.
0: That's enough to go off of. Yeah. we could, I mean, next three months, we could prioritize these solutions. That's good feedback. And I'm glad there's some consistency, too. All right. Perfect, guys. Thank you again for your time. Uh, We greatly appreciate your insights and your engagement on this. Um, Again, we're going to make these public, um, and you'll you'll see more of that coming up. But um, have a great week. Uh, Reach out if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts. But thank you all so much for your time and your engagement. We really appreciate it.